Deck here with Adam Rosen and Michael Levitt. The MLB regular season is now over. Sad, but it's okay because postseason baseball is amazing, as we saw last night. Yeah, definitely exciting game. Absolutely. Take that, Cardinals fans. I'm not. I'm not making. Whether any- or not you're a Cardinals fan or not, it was an exciting game. Oh yeah, I know. I'm also not making any friends here from Cardinal. I'm not gonna make any friends here. From I'm not gonna make any new friends here while talking all this trash on the Cardinals. So, but you know what? Good. I'm glad. I love it. I was so happy. Also, I'm a huge uh, fan of Chris Taylor. So. It was awesome. I mean, that was an incredible game. I mean, I was watching the whole time. Oh, I missed the first inning or so just because I was out shop. We were, I was, uh, at, we were at the KCOU meeting and I had to do something. But either way, it was a heck of a game. Adam Wainwright shoved for a bit. Um, Scherzer did not do that great. I mean, yes, he was fine. He only gave it one run, but he had seven accounts. Ca- seven times he went to, I believe, at least seven times where he went to a full count, which is not good at all. He struggled a lot, but it doesn't matter. They won, and, well, the Cardinals were 0 for 11 as runners in scoring position, but we will talk more about that game later. Michael, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm actually very good because the White Sox play, ba- play postseason baseball in about an hour. Yeah, definitely, definitely exciting. Yeah, I mean, looking forward to it as well. Looking forward to any playoff baseball, honestly. I agree. Especially when the Cardinals lose. See, I don't. Eh, I guess I do care about that. I just. I'm just. A I hater. more care about just seeing good baseball. I'm just a salty hater, so I can. Well, I'm a I'm a salty uh, Cardinals hater, and I can fully admit that because I'm a Cubs fan. So. See, I'd rather see good baseball than than. Like I care more about seeing good baseball than I do about seeing the Cardinals lose. Oh, I care more about seeing the Cardinals lose and good baseball. If uh, when it involves my rivals, I never, I don't care if they get blown out. I would like them to lose, no matter how it happens. Not including injuries. Injuries are bad. We don't like. Oh injuries, right, obviously. I would like yeah. the Cardinal, No matter how the Cardinals lose, I would like them to lose in any way, shape, or form, unless it's in, non-injuries. Correct. Right. I yeah, don't care. If not, I don't care if it's a forty to nothing game. Not right to root for someone to get hurt. Yeah, if it, unless it's and a forty nothing game, then I don't care. Then I well, no, like, you still don't want I mean, anyone no. to get hurt. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't. I can't speak English. Uh, <laughs> I would like the card if the Cardinal, not including injuries. I would like the Cardinals to lose every game, big time. Like that's my ideal season for them. Sorry, well, Cardinals I fans. mean, from from now until um, February, they're going to lose every game they play. They're not going to win any games either. Correct. That's why I said they they're going to lose every game well, they play. They're not going to lose, but they're not going to win. Well, right. Then again, neither are the Cubs. Again, I'm a salty Cubs fan. I can fully admit this. I'm a salty hater. So, deal with it. Are you a salty Josh hater? Moving on. Or just a Bader hater? That I am. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Uh, Harrison Bader, for those of you who don't know who I'm referencing. I really, okay, we're going (laughs) to talk about it later, but I really did think Albert Pujols was going to walk it off, and he almost did. That was the perfect scenario for him to do I mean, he did it. They put in a lefty, and Pujols smoked it. It was 106 off the bat, dead center, and it was just lined straight to Bader. Oh, my God. I went went crazy. I hope you didn't, I hope I didn't scare, I hope I didn't wake you up from that. Because I screamed like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, I did scream when Chris I would have Taylor liked to be wa- to have been watching that. Unfortunately, I have an 8 a.m. class, so I Brutal. wanted to get you enough do, sleep. You do hate to see this. 
It's a tough day. Tough. Anyways, Juan Soto's a Dodgers fan. Just kidding. No, he's probably not. He just he was that was so wholesome. He was wearing a Dodger. He not Dodgers. He even uh, I believe the hitting coach for the yeah Nationals Kevin Long I believe were yeah. wearing he now nah, Soto was wearing a Trey Turner uh, Nats jersey and Long was wearing a Scherzer ter, uh, yeah. Nats jersey and they were there supporting. Them. That was so adorable. And the two of them that uh, was nice to see. That too. Was, that was so wholesome. And after the game, Scherzer and Turner went up to them and like. Like patting on the net, like yeah, high fives was through so the fun. net or whatever. That made yeah. me so happy. Even in a rough week, it that made me really that made me smile. It made my, it made my it helped me have a better that, that brightened up my week. But, anyways, we could talk about that later. The pot in other NLS news, the Padres are doing the right thing in firing Jace Tingler, and they're also not doing the right thing by keeping H. Preller. Yeah, it's it's one of those where. They both should go. If one goes, yeah. both if the other yeah. one. If neither, yeah. one can't stay, and one can't stay. Both have to go, or both have to stay. I honestly situation. think Preller deserves more. Well, I think they both deserve the blame. I, I feel like Preller deserves more of the blame, though. I agree. Just because this is not the first time. Oh, right. This isn't the first time this has happened, and the main issue that they had this season was in pitching depth. Just pitch or pitching in general, and he basically did nothing to fix that at the trade deadline, even though it was a need, and just didn't. Which I mean, yeah, sometimes I mean, if, if it had worked out, if he had done nothing and it worked out, okay, yeah, that's fine. But I mean, they were they had no depth at starting pitcher. I think they they were going with like bullpen games two days a week or two two out of every five games they were doing bullpen games, and and they. At that point, it's almost unless you're the Tampa Bay Rays and you just have so many versatile pitchers, that's not going to work out for you. No, it's not. It was just terrible. Because that's that's going to deplete all your relief pitchers' energy. It was just terrible job in general. I mean, everyone was off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Blake Snell w- w- was hurt, and then when he was healthy, he wasn't doing good. You Darvish wasn't wasn't doing good. And you Dar- and like you said, yeah, you Darvish. Well, here's the thing about you Darvish. I don't like accusing players of the sticky stuff, but right after that ban hit, his ERA, ever since his, that ban started, like really got him forced, there's a huge drop-off in all of his his, his uh, statistics. And it might not be because of that. But it's not, again, I don't like assuming it, but when your stats drop off that big right after a big rule change like that, that they're clearly inspecting you, there's no reason for me to not believe it. It's true that it was that he was using it, especially because it's that time he is. Ju- it. I don't think that's no. I don't think. I don't think there's a. It's a coincidence. Because you look at those numbers and it is clear the difference in his statistics. I haven't looked at the spin rates. That might be something. I'll have to look into that. But. Yeah, I I honestly wouldn't read too much into it because you would think. You would think that they would, if he was doing something wrong previously, I mean, he's not doing it any anymore. So, I mean, whether, I guess, it, I guess it does sort of affect what you think about his numbers for previously. But, I mean, there's, there's nothing that's, I mean, it, there, there's, there's no, nothing you can point to to say, yeah, this, this is why this is happening. Or we know this is happening because, because it, it could be for variety of different reasons that might not be the only reason that that happened then i mean it, it, you're right but there's it's too much of a coincidence there's too much 
correlation for me not to have some reason to believe that. It's not un. It's not an unfair thing to say, especially considering. Oh, it's not. But it, 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 there's nothing. There's there's not. I mean, there's no proof. I mean, even if you say okay, it dropped off, that that doesn't actually prove that he was doing there's that. There's no. Well, yeah, I I can't just prove it, but I can say there's valid evidence to show that it's probable. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I mean, his spin rates. Uh, well, his cutter spin rate dropped a ton. Or actually, no, that's his pitching percentage. My bad. Uh, spin rate. Some of his spin rates went down or stayed the same. So, either way. It's suspect to me. Yeah, it is a little I like, suspicious. I, you, I like you, Darvish. He's a good guy. Great pitcher. But, mm, I don't know how to check the splits, but whatever. Either way. Padres are in uh, a weird spot. Who knows what they're going to do this offseason. Yeah, and Tingler still had one more year on his contract left, too. Um they actually did offer him a different role in the organization. Whether or not he accepts that remains to be seen. But and what's what's even more weird? So just just last season in 2020, he was actually second in NL Manager of the Year voting. And then mm-hmm. now this year, had Padres had a one game lead for on the for the second wild card on September 9th, and then with seven games left in the season, they were eliminated from playoff contention. Talk about just totally flipping one minute you think you're in the playoffs and then you're just not. I mean, that's in the course of like two weeks, two, three weeks. They just totally fell out of the playoff race. So, yeah, I mean, something's going on now. And Padres are also, they're in their 10th, this was their 10th losing season in the last 11 seasons, which is incredible that they've, I mean, with all these guys that they've gotten, they they still had a losing record. Not just that they didn't make the playoffs, they still had a losing record. That, the, the, yeah, I mean, I would say, yeah, Tingler has to go, but at the same time, Preller should be gone too. I agree, hundred percent. Because Preller should not they be keep free developing of any players, and then he he'll trade them away and to, to get these guys, and they don't and, do anything. And yeah, he traded for Clevenger, who isn't pitch, who hasn't pitched, didn't pitch this year because of Tommy John, but. And he should be back next year. He's still on their contract. They also, I, I feel like they brought Denelson LeMay back too early. And well, they brought him back as a reliever too. Or they brought him back as a starter. Then he got hurt again. Then they brought him back as a reliever. And then I'm pretty sure he also got hurt again. He might have, honestly. I don't. Re- I don't remember how and many times a, he got and hurt this he was season. Not good. And yeah, that's what I was saying. Their er- pitching just was not good. This that's season. what I said earlier this year. Really, actually, and back in April, like, why are you rushing this guy back? You're doing this whole when it's clear that his elbow is not ready. He doesn't seem to be ready. You keep they keep saying he's ready, and this would not have been the first time that he has been in had done un the wrong thing with involving injuries. So it clearly and this Preller, guy does not know how to manage clearly AJ Preller does not know how to manage a team an injured player well he's had issues with injuries in the exactly. past yeah I mean I'm forgetting what you, exact year that was 2016 2017 I'm pretty sure it was 2016 I think it was the I think that was was I'm trying to remember who that was who was true is that uh he Drew was Pomeranz I believe yeah he was suspended yeah. for 30 days after they due to what was it? Was that a Drew Drew Pomeranz? Who because they had they yeah. had issues with they did not log all the medical treatments. Yeah, 
So clearly, AJ Preller cannot be trusted with medical stuff. I mean, that is just one instance, though. I mean, but that's, that's the that, one instance that can. But never, that still means that there there is an issue. That's one instance that should never ever happen. Because there was also the issue with Colin Ria's medical stuff with the Miami deal. So, I mean, multiple trades that same year where that happened. So I don't know if it was just that one year where that's happened. It's possible that that's been happening the whole time he's been GM. But, who? I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I do think part of what played into letting go of Tingler or getting the Padres getting rid of Tingler was during the season, some of the players com- complained to Preller about what uh, Tingler was doing managing-wise and how bad of a job he was doing. So, I mean, if if you lose the clubhouse, like, that much, where they actually go complain to your GM, not only that, but then there was the incident where Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. yelled at each other in the dugout, which, granted, Tingler was not in the dugout at that time. He had just been ejected from the game. But it's it, it's still concerning that that happens. I mean, that's not, that's, I mean, that's something the two of them figured out anyways, though. Yeah, I I, I just think that's, even if it is a misunderstanding, it's still a concern uh, with the fact of having players fighting in your own clubhouse or dugout even. I mean, anytime that happens, that's not good. I mean, it, it really does not reflect well, not only on the Padres organization, but Tingler specifically. Yeah. So Tingler wasn't the only manager who got who got let go this year. The Mets also fired Luis Rojas. Well, sort of fired because he, they declined his option for next year. It's a nice way of saying they didn't want him back. Basically. They did offer him, They also offered him a different role in the organization, though, which he was the quality control coach before he became their manager. For, I believe, one year he was their quality control coach. He was actually their, the um, – he had worked in the Mets organization since 2007, was a minor league manager for eight years, was actually the second youngest manager in, in the major leagues this year, 40 years old, only 24 days older than Rocco Baldelli. Yeah, I mean – Differences, Rocco's had more success, even though his team yeah. stinks. They stunk this year, which was kind of weird. Rojas could still have a good future, though, as a manager. I mean, he could get another shot managing a team. I, I don't see any reason why that can't happen. Well, he did have a lot of talent on this team, and they didn't do well. Yeah. They kind of stunk. So you're saying Tingler's not going to get another job either? I mean, I'm not saying right now. I'm saying somewhere sooner. down the road. I would road. say he might get a job sooner than Rojas. I'm saying somewhere down the road. I mean, I think, well, neither one really had too much experience managing going before they were hired as the managers, which, mm. I don't know. I mean, Preller, both the managers he's hired so far had, didn't really have experience. Hey, maybe Mike but, Schilt will get fired one day and uh, after, well, maybe he'll get fired one day and they'll, maybe they'll have Jace Tingler come back to Missouri. Mizzou legend Jace Tingler. Yeah, or uh, the Royals fire Mike Matheny. Ew. Did you forget he was their coach? No, I did not. <laughs> How could I forget? Ew. So, what What I think, I don't know, I mean, the Mets just had a, almost like the Padres, they had a crazy season. They, they were 
Mets were leading the NL East. They led the NL East for 90 days this season, including as late as August 13th. And then just totally collapsed in the last two months of the season. Could not do, could not get anything going. They did the Mets thing. They did their normal Mets thing. I don't know if they saw a black cat or what, but something they just happened. Did the nor- they just, they just did what the Mets always do. I was joking about the black cat if, for people who don't, do not know. That was, I believe, 1969. There was a well, black was, cat that ran onto the field during a Mets-Cubs game. That would, yeah, except that hit the Cubs. That was a curse on the Cubs. Mm. Could argue it was a curse on both teams. Well, well no, the Mets I, won the World Series. Yeah, that's true. I was, that can't be a curse on the Mets. That's a curse on mm. the Cubs. Either way, the Mets the Mets love choking choking away in uh, late in the second half. Sorry, Mets fans. Are there even any of you here listening, Mets fans? <laughs> I am really not making any friends with the other teams' fan bases right now. And even after Mets fans loved me after I did something after the only fan base I think you've made friends with outside the Cubs is um, White Sox. Well, except I love I'm a White Sox fan too. Anyways, so go White Sox. Uh, also, interesting fact about Luis Rojas, in case you did not know, his his father is Philippe Alou, and his brother is Moises Alou. So he actually is related to he, – he actually is part of the family that has huge baseball history. Well, we know why Moises Alou has history. Philippe Alou played too. True. Philippe Alou was part of uh, – him and his two brothers all played in the same outfield. Philippe and Maddie, and I'm forgetting who the third, what the, Jesus was the third brother. And they they all played. Philippe later became a manager. Um, and then I thought there was, um, I thought Moises had a brother who played, but I could be wrong. Did his brother also complain about something, whine about something that he didn't need to whine about? Oh, sorry. He No, Luis Rojas is his brother. Sorry. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking there was another one, but I yeah, I was thinking of... Never mind. Okay. Yeah, he did not... His only sibling is Luis Rojas. But for now, we will have to take a quick break. We'll be back after the... In- after- we'll be back after the ha- this happening. So stay tuned, and you'll be back on deck with Adam and Michael. Can I get a hot take for KCOU bumper? KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia, Missouri. A delicious power breakfast. Great way to start the day. I'm Brandon Anthony. And I'm Keegan Hartman. Make sure to tune in every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. to listen to me. And me on our new show, Breakfast of Champions. Here on KCOU Sports, KCOU 88.1 FM. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man, mm, man. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. 
It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I love that. I love Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Here at KCOU 88.1 FM, we also love Matt Damon. I love Matt Damon. So, we talked about it. The wild card. Well, actually, we'll talk about that later. I wasn't paying attention to the ske- our, ske- our uh, notes. Oops. Uh, so, <laughs> we actually had some other news from the uh, uh, the guys who all, from some teams that got a participation trophy for uh, congrats for participating. You tried your best uh, to teams that made some news in soft season. Well, yeah, it is pretty much the offseason for, for them, half yeah. the league. Uh, they and just can't sign free agents yet. They can only re-sign players. Yeah. Uh, the Rockies signing, re-signing Antonio Sensatella and CJ Crone, who I think was underpaid, which is good for the Rockies, uh, even though he's old. And Alcides Escobar, Royals' f- beloved Royal, former. Who player. re-signed with the Nationals. And uh, he'll share the outfield with Dodgers fan Juan Soto. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, it's possible Escobar comes off the bench, too. I mean, because Nationals want their young guys to play. And if Luis Garcia plays, if he could be the starting shortstop. And Carter Keyboom could start at third. Or one of them could start at short. Between second short at third, two of those three. It's just who, who they want for that third spot. So it could end up being Escobar. He could end up being at the shortstop with, let's say, Keyboom at third, Garcia at second. Or they could put one of those two at short. They both can play short. And then have um, the other one at one of the other two, and then the other spot filled by someone else. But he probably had the best year of his career this past year. One of the best years of his career. Hit 288, 340, 404, which isn't very good, but he's not doesn't really pack much punch anyway. He, I mean, he, he's not a power guy. He mostly hits singles, gets on base. Although he doesn't really walk too much. He's, he, I mean, he's quick when he gets on base. I mean, he's a good, he's a good bench guy. He's just, as, as a starter, he's, I don't know. He, he would have been a free agent after the World Series, though. So they re-signed him for one year, one million, which isn't terrible. Even if he's on the bench, that's not a ton of money you're, yeah, you're committing to one guy. Especially considering he's, what, 34? Yeah. And this is the first time he's played Major League Baseball since... Uh, 2018, so... He has played for 12 years, though. Yeah, he's older. So, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, why not get a veteran guy for a bad team to le- help teach the youngins with uh, Juan Soto? I don't know why I said youngins. What am I, like, 50? <laughs> what am I Isn't Juan Soto a youngin, though? Yeah. But he's also, like... Honestly, he's, on that team, he'd be considered a vet, honestly. Yeah. 
And he's I def- mean, if Ryan Zimmerman comes back, he'd he's be not. like the he's ultimate vet. He's but... not. He's retiring for sure. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. I, he, I can see him coming back for would, one more year, maybe. I would but... bet. I would bet. I would bet he's not coming back. I bet. I would bet he's retiring. Well, I, I, especially I think with it's the ovation, he retires. But, but I, especially because I they possibility. gave him that massive ovation, just makes sense. Too much sense. Plus, he's done everything. It's nothing else to prove. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think it's likely he retires, but I think there is a po- there is a possibility that he comes back. I'd say, so I don't want to say it's out of the question. Oh, it's not out of the question. I'd just say 99% it's out of the question, to me at least. Uh, Sensatella was the big deal, though. I mean, that was five-year extension worth $50.5 million. Also has a $14 million club option for the sixth year. Hey, you know where they had, you know, that's not the first time they gave uh, $50 million to somebody or somewhere uh, this year. Trying to re- remember who you're talking about. Uh, you're thinking of uh, Arenado? Yeah. Yeah. Not the first That's time true. they've paid yeah. $80 mil- $50 million to a player. I just, yeah, I think of that as last year because it was like the I mean, previous offseason. Yeah. Yeah, it still was this year. It was this year. Yeah, that's true. So Sensatella, is, he's only 26 years old. and He'll be stuck with the Rockies for a while. Well, what's surprising is if you look at his stats, he actually has a better career ERA at Coors Field than he does on, on the road. One of the rare Colorado pitchers. And that's mainly because he doesn't strike out too many guys. So he's he, typically, I think, strikeout, more strikeouts means, or I guess it doesn't mean, but a lot of pitchers who strike out a lot of guys tend to be more fly ball hitters because they're trying to get the balls past players as opposed to just getting them to make contact. Sensatella is actually. He, I mean, he he gets a lot of ground balls. I believe this year he had a ground ball rate of 51.6%. Um, didn't walk many batters. 1.73 walks per nine innings. So, I mean, it, between him and... There's only one other player now besides him on the Rockies who's guaranteed money after 2022. You know who that is? Hmm. Herman Marquez. So their two best pitchers are locked up past 2022. I mean, Sensatello, this just added four free agent years to his contract. So, I mean, like, they now ha- get him an extra four years. So this is definitely it's a good deal for Colorado, I think, if he can keep up this pace. I just think with Coors Field, it, it, that's going to be tricky to do. Well, I mean, that the thing is, fastball, slide, he does use his, his highest pitch percentage is fastballs and sliders, and that's really what works at Coors Field. Those are the two best pitches. If you want to be good at cores, you have to be able to throw a pitch. Those are the types of pitches you need to be able to throw at cores because those are the two pitches that just work better. Yeah. And then C.J. Cron also signed an extension. $14.5 million for two years, which isn't bad. He's 31 years old, though. Sort of came out of nowhere this year, which is probably why they didn't want to commit too much money because 2020 played 13 games with the Tigers, was hurt most of the year. And then signed with the Rockies as a free agent, I believe, on a minor league deal. And came up and was actually the NL Player of the Month in August. Hit 387 that month, 11 homers, 34 RBIs. For the season as a whole, hit 281 with 28 homers and 92 RBIs. So he had a, he had a great year. I think the main reason he didn't get more money is because it's, it was just one year. Sort of like a Marcus Semien. Teams were going to pay him a, a bunch of money. Because he only had one good year. I guess it's a little different with Semyon because he wasn't coming off his 
best year, whereas Kron is. But, I mean, teams don't want to pay a ton of money to players, especially one who's over 30 years old. Teams just aren't paying as much money to those guys anymore. No, they aren't, especially because, well, I mean, it makes sense that they're paying him, though, because, I mean, they're going to lose Trevor Story in the offseason. He's definitely not coming back. Most likely, yeah. I would guarantee. I would say that's a hundred percent chance he's not leaving, coming back, because he's already said he doesn't want to be there. He was angry and frustrated after they didn't trade him at the deadline. And and uh, John Gray's a free agent this offseason too. So. so that's another starting pitcher who's leaving, which I think makes the Sensatella extension even more important. Even though Sensatella was already under contract and now gives them a second piece to go with Marquez long term. Well, then, and the Rockies aren't going to be competitive for a little while anyways, so. But I guess it just gives them a guy to have just to eat some innings and pitch pretty well for them and just try and be there for the next Rockies team that may or may not make the playoffs, whenever that may be. But who knows. So before we get into talking about postseason, why don't we talk about the end of the regular season, the final day, just this past Sunday, probably one of the craziest days of baseball in recent memory. Would you agree? Mariners. Yes, sad. I know. You're sad about the Mariners. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. Much sadness was had. I was going nuts when they won on Saturday. And then they didn't win Sunday. And then the Red Sox. Well, the it, Yankees won anyway, so it didn't right. matter. Because the Blue Jays won on Sunday, too. The one time but I they, need, that the, didn't matter. One time you need Angels and Otani to not do it. They did it twice in that weekend. They, they did it. They, they, they ruined the fun. And it, so going into Sunday, there was actually the possibility of a four-way tie in the AL wildcard race between Red Sox and Yankees, who were one game up on Blue Jays and Mariners. And then ended up not even mattering because both Red Sox and Yankees won. But... Mariners ended up losing and Blue Jays won, but Red Sox came back from a 5 to 1 deficit against the Nationals, ended up winning 7 to 5 after scoring two runs in the top of the ninth. Rafael Devers is a huge part of that. I believe hit a two-run homer in the ninth to win and um I believe it was 3 for 4 in that game. Uh I I think he had a double as well. Um and then the Yankees that was a crazy game, too, against the Rays. 0-0 going into the bottom of the ninth. And Yankees walk it off. Aaron Judge single to walk it off, win one nothing, and get the Yankees to the playoffs. I mean, yeah, it was... I mean, if weekend in general was fun, but Sunday was almost kind of not boring, but it just felt like there wasn't as nearly as much excitement because, like, nothing, the four-way tie didn't happen. Because the Yankees and Red Sox won, and then right, but it was they were both those were both exciting games. Red Sox coming back from down five one, it, it was exciting for baseball, but it wasn't exciting for the Mariners. Huh? Well, Supporting yeah, the Mariners uh, fan group, fan club, which I assume you are a part of. I'm not a fan of the Mariners. I just wanted them to win. I was just ha- hoping because that would have <laughs> been so fun. Think about that. Like based Yankees, on how sad you with, are, it seems without, it, it seems like you are a part I'm of the fan club. That, I'm not <laughs> actually that sad. Without with no disrespect to the Red Sox and Yankees fans, the Mariners fans, one hundred. I, I think most people would have rather seen that team, those teams, because yeah, whatever. Wouldn't maybe it wouldn't have been a better matchup because the Mariners are run differential stinks. Maybe because they're not nearly as talented as the other teams, but 
Those Mariners fans, I guarantee, would appreciate that playoff spot more than the Red Sox and Yankees fans. Oh, probably. They would 100% be much more fun to watch, to me at least, because, again, those fan, that fan base would, would be much more appreciative of that because they haven't made the postseason in 20 years. They've never done anything. They've never won a, never been to the World Series, never really done anything as a franchise, uh, as a team success-wise, except for made the championship series once. And that for those fans would have 100% appreciated it so much more. They wouldn't have complained. They would I think been, you like, can excited. say that about any year, though. Agree, but they were this close. They've not. They haven't been this close in twenty years, probably. Honestly, since they made it. Yeah, that's fair. And all the and the way they when Kyle Seager was taken out after it was official that they were done. Uh, they they were teared. They gave him third base. They actually gave him the third base bag. They had a standing ovation for him because we they. It's assumed that he's not going to be coming back since it's a twenty million dollar team option. They're probably not going to pick that up. I doubt they'll probably. I don't know if they'll re-sign him. I would. Say with that, I don't that might know. De- that might depend on his market too. Which, based on how good he was this year, probably he's going to have a good, a decent market. I would think. Yeah, but either way, but they so put not, up a yeah. fight, and they're going to be good next year. But not only did you have the AL wild card game, you also had the battle for the NL West between Giants and Dodgers, who were both making the playoffs. Giants were one game up. Um, so if they lost and the Dodgers won, it would have been a tie. Well, the Giants ended up winning anyway. Yeah, it was just – and those games were just blowouts anyways too. So it's like, eh, eh. I mean, the Giants won 10-3. to three, or The Giants won 11-4. to four, The Dodgers won 10-3. to three, So it was just blowouts. Honestly, almost every game seemed like it was – well, the Athletics Astros was entertaining, but like – Yankees Rays? I've never heard of those teams in my life. Kidding. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all the fun, none of the fun things that I want, none of the crazy, none of the chaos actually happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would have been exciting if we actually had some playing games. But instead, we had. Eh. The baseball overlords didn't want to see it. <laughs> Pain. But moving on to some not, not good news. Some big injuries happened. Uh, J.D. Martinez ankle injury. I Although he is back on, he's the, on the roster. Yeah. Uh, Devin Williams out for unless they make the World Series, he's probably not going to pitch this postseason. Yeah, which we talked about last week, so we don't have to go too much into True. that. But um, um, couple Clayton Kershaw, Max Muncie, both happened in oh, the yeah, last Muncy week. Screwed up his wrist. Yeah, and Kershaw done for the postseason. Muncie, I believe, could be back by the NLCS if they make it. Yeah. Brandon Belt, another big injury. Although I believe that happened more than. That happened before last week. We just didn't we didn't talk about it. Um, but I mean, he he's probably out until the NLCS if they make it as well, right? Which both him and Muncie are not going to make it to the NLCS because those two teams play each other. Yeah, and then Brian Goodwin's hurt for the White Sox actually, so that's not as big, but it's still a decent yeah impact. But those are some of the injuries that happened. But for now, we have another half inning, and we will be back. You'll be back on deck here with Adam Merzen and Michael Levitt. Stay tuned to KCOU 88.1 FM. You're listening to KCOU Columbia 88.1. 
tune into High and Tight with me and my co-host Logan Perone as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and on our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm gonna let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals. Delivering food, supplies, and medicine. Keeping communities safe. Making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready. Always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Hello and welcome back on deck here with Adam Rosen and Michael Levitt. So, some postseason recaps, well, and previews. Well, last night, there was another game on Tuesday night, but, eh, nobody likes those teams. Just kidding. Uh, Yankees and Red Sox. Yankees and Red Sox had a game, and, uh, well, I think Stanton would have hit six, uh, Stanton hit two homer, or a homer, and then a two singles that would have were like 400 feet. Yeah, and it was kind of funny. Yeah, he he was really getting a hold of those baseballs, and he was he he was getting robbed by that mo- uh, the green monster. It's kind of funny, actually. So, um, and the Yankees broadcaster uh, com- literally called a home run. He and he said, "What did I miss?" <laughs> I mean, that I thought the ball was gone. Oh, it he definitely looked him. like it. Yeah, he smoked it. It's too bad though, because the Yankees did not win. Garrett Cole got rocked. Garrett, and you know what? Aaron Boone managed a really good game. Yeah. He did. I mean, he took Eric Cole right when he needed to. He knew that. And, I mean, honestly, the other it's the Yankees' offense. That, <laughs> the third base coach, I don't know what another day, sending Aaron Judge on a, one of those singles that Stan hit was a terrible idea because Judge is not slow, but he's not fast. He's He he's, does have a long stride, though, because he's so tall. But it was just a it, Yeah, it's still not send. a good decision. Yeah. He was thrown out by, like, 10 to 15. He was, like, thrown out by—he was out by— like set ten feet. I mean, think about it though. If it wasn't a good throw, he might have been safe. Well, you can't count on it to me. Not a good throw. You can't count on that. I and mean, it's also Alex. Bogart believe... made, Bogarts made a perfect throw. It was her do go to Bogarts. Right, and then and... Bogarts threw it home. Yeah, and I mean, just both those throws. Also, were perfect. there was one out too. So, and if you don't send him, there's a man on second and third, I believe. So yeah, with one Which, out. with Stanton on second. Yeah, exactly. So it just didn't make sense. It was a bad send. And Kyle Schwarber continues to own Garrett Cole in wildcard games. Yes. As today, six years ago today, actually, he hit a ball into the Allegheny River in Pittsburgh. 
Go Cubs. off of Garrett Cole. Go Cubs. Um, hooray. But, no, he uh, um, also hit a tank in that game. Also, Anthony Rizzo did, so. Yeah, both both former Cubs in the game making. Former former Cubs uh, doing well. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi had a really good yeah, game, too, though. he had a fantastic yeah. game. Yeah, they took him out right when he needed to get out. Right, They took him out right at the right moment uh, when there was, it's the third time around the order. And it worked. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting to be for Eovaldi to be that good just based on – yeah, he was good against the Yankees mo- um, the first few times he faced them this season, but the last time he faced them, which I believe was either his last start or his second to last start, um, he got I think gave up seven runs in like two and two thirds innings or something like that, and just just did not look good. And I wasn't sure how the if the Yankees had actually figured something out, if the same thing would happen again. So I was sort of. I wasn't expecting him to do as good. Granted, Cole hadn't been good in general over his past, like, seven starts or whatever. Um, So that's, I mean, that's one of those situations where you're hoping he can bounce back, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Although, this is an odd topic. I was just, I like to scroll on Twitter sometimes during the show to see if there's any baseball news I missed. Uh Anthony DeComo, who's the MLB, the Mets beat writer for MLB.com, just proposed the idea of trading Francisco Alvarez to the Brewers for David Stearns. <laughs> what? Can you even do that? Yeah, you can. I know you can trade coaches yeah. and managers. You can trade for. I mean, I don't see why it would be guys. any different to trade a general manager or president of baseball operations. Because I think the main issue there would be that you're giving up like your top prospect. Isn't the president of baseball operations the one who makes the trades? I mean, he's definitely part. He's a huge part of it. He's going to trade himself. Well, yeah, but if if, if if no, if he's not, I would think his assistant or whoever would take over for him would be the one who would do it. It's just funny that he's trading him. He it's just the idea thought even thinking about it, so. The idea of someone trading themselves, even though it's not. No, no it's not. Well, that's not. Anyways. Uh, and then, yes, so the Red Sox are going to play the Tampa Bay race tonight, I believe, at, what, 7 o'clock? Central. Yes. 7.07, sorry. 7.07, yeah. So, baseball start times are weird. I know. Um, as well as, so, and then there were, obviously, we talked a little bit about the Dodgers, right? Uh, Cardinals were 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. Yeah. That's horrendous. That Do- Dodgers bullpen was really good. And Scherzer, again, Scherzer wasn't good. He, he wasn't, wasn't bad. He, he, he was right. He was meh. He, he was decent. He wasn't himself. Yeah. He had control. His command was off all day with three, seven, several, I believe, again, I think I said seven or eight, maybe more, three, two counts. It was not good. He walked three, only gave up three hits, though. Four strikeouts. His th- stuff was fine. It was the control and command. It was the command that was 60 bad. of 94 pitches for strikes, which isn't go- good. Is, isn't good, but it's an, I mean, it's not that bad. For sure, sir, it's bad. Oh, it is for him, yeah. But it doesn't matter. They won anyways. But, I mean, Wainwright had some crazy play, one where he hit a liner straight at him, and he just caught it, and he was like... I believe that was the, the first inning. Yeah, it was the yeah. first inning. When there was a knockoff Mr. Met behind the plate. That was weird. <laughs> I don't know what ha- I don't know what happened to him. I remember seeing the act. I know he was Zach Berman, fellow KCU member, uh, tweeted it out, showing a video of the, it was actually on that Wainwright play. They're showing secure Dodger Stadium security walking towards the guy, and I'm like, so I don't know what happened to the guy. Did anyone find out? I do not know. If I look up Mr. Met, I guarantee that's what's gonna come up. <laughs> Mr. Met did not take hitting the flash. What happened? I just want to know. Like, what is this? 
I couldn't. Can you imagine being the guy sitting behind him? This person? I would be so mad. Oh, yeah. If I paid all that money to sit behind knockoff Mr. Met. Or, um, yeah, you wouldn't be able to see store, anything. Or a dollar store Mr. Met or whatever. Especially uh, at a playoff game. And when I, you're, I and when, so when you pay, mad. I mean, those seats. Gotta be over a thousand. Oh, right. Playoff tickets in general are in more expensive. In LA, too. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, that was funny. But anyways, on to some division series. Well, the White Sox division, uh, what do you want to start with? We we can start with White Sox Rays. That's fine. Let's do that. So the White, White Sox, Sox Astros. Sorry, my bad. Fair enough. White <laughs> Sox Astros start in 22 minutes from now. I think that's going to be an awesome series. I truly think it could go either way. Yeah. I mean, Larusa. I believe. Yeah. I, sorry. You so go, go. No. Go ahead. I believe Larusa does have a little bit of an advantage over Baker. T- t- um, tactically English. Tactically. And I do believe he has the better record against him, but that doesn't matter because it's different. Te- definitely with a bunch of different organizations. But this again, this this is going to be the. I think this is going to be the second. Well, I was going to say best series of the postseason, best of the division series, but the Giants. No, I would say Giants. It's going to be up there. It's going to be one of the better. It's going to be one of the best weeks. I think Braves is Brewer and Brewers is going to be good too. I mean, all four are going to be good. I'm a little not. I'm not high on that one. Braves Brewers. No. But I, I, the White Sox Astros. I think the White Sox win in five, but I could totally see either way. I mean, I think Luis Roberts going to go have it. Randy Rose in a postseason. I'm just going to say that, and that, that's going to be the word you use now. That's going to be the comp. That's it. But I think this is going to be an awesome series. Oh, this is. Yeah, no, I, I mean, this is definitely going to be. It's going to be one of those matchups that you'll talk about for a while. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to be the pitching staff. The pitching staffs are pretty equal, honestly. White Sox have, I mean, they're starting four for the postseason. Uh, Lance Lynn goes today. You have Giolito in game two. And then between Carlos Rodon and Dylan Cease, one of them will be game three. The other one would start game four if needed, most likely. Um, Whereas Astros have Lance McCullers today. You have Framber Valdez as the pitching tomorrow. And then game three would probably be, I believe it would be either... um, Either Luis Garcia or uh, who's their? I'm blanking on who their fourth starter's name. Uh, Javier. Yes. Or no. He, no. He he was a reliever this year. Um, Urquidy. Yes. Thank you. Either way, yeah, Urquidy. It's be a great and series. Zach Greinke is pitching out of the bullpen too, which is surprising. He's going to be the long reliever. It's um, going to be a fun series. Jacob Rizzi, not even on Houston's roster. He's probably on the taxi squad though. Most likely, yeah. Because I know Keiko is for the White Sox. But another one, the Red Sox Tampa. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, that should be and fun. I think Tampa's gonna boat race them. <laughs> I I don't know. Boston, I think is could put up a pretty good fight. Tampa. I, just, know, I, I honestly think Boston's been underrated this season. That's I, I agree. They were no one. No one predicted them to make the playoffs. Pretty much, I would say most people yeah. did not. Oh yeah, I mean I, yeah, they we all were, thought that was the Yankees and Rays division to lose. And Toronto too would be was up there. Yeah, I had the Red Sox fourth. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, I mean that's, but they proved all of us wrong. Yeah, I mean even with the injuries, they had the um, all those players put on the COVID list towards the end of the season. Um, I think most of the most, if not all, are back now. They just activated Danny Santana, so he's on the roster now. And, yeah. Um. Actually, um. No. There was someone who was not. Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes yes. isn't because That's, he's I been bad lately. Yes. He's, after the All-Star, it's kind of like Alex Reyes. After the All-Star break, he's been bad. Yeah. 
I mean, you would think he would. I mean, he was her closer in the first half. You would think he would be on the roster at some capacity, but, but obviously they have other players who they want more. He struggled the entire uh, second half. It felt like he was on the roster for the wild card game, which, granted, is a little different because it's a one game. You don't have to worry about starters for multiple games, which then take up other roster spots. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's going to be interesting. Red Sox would, are starting Eduardo Rodriguez today, and then um, Chris Sale would probably start tomorrow. Or would he, I'm trying to think if if they want the lefties back-to-back. Probably, yeah, they probably would. And then go um, um, Eovaldi game three, who started the wildcard game, and then Nick Pavetta game four if needed. And then Tampa Bay would probably is going Shane McClanahan game one, Shane Baz tomorrow, so that should be fun. That'll Chris be fun. Sale versus Shane Baz that should be a fun matchup. Young Gun versus uh, former Young Gun, <laughs> the vet. But the and, other and they, yeah. So then game three would probably be Drew Rasmussen for Tampa Bay, and then fourth game is up in the air. Either I mean they could start Luis Patino, they could start Michael Waka. I'm starting game four. <laughs> If, well, we can't say game four yet because we're not get, we don't. If needed, I meant if needed, yeah. No doubt. But other than that, then moving on to the NL, Dodgers Giants. That's gonna be fun. I mean, oh, it's actually the first time they've ever met in the postseason. It's the most combined wins by two teams meeting in the postseason. Yeah, I don't think two two teams with 105 wins have never met in the postseason. 106, 107. I mean, this is the most wins ever by two teams the postseason in a matchup. And I mean, it's oh yeah, be so much fun. I yeah. mean, this again, another series that could go either way. I don't think uh, I think most people are gonna say I, I, it could go either way. Yeah, um, I mean, especially with the Dodgers losing both Kershaw and Muncy to injury, at least for this round. I mean, the, well, Kershaw's out for the playoffs. Oh, he is. Yeah, but no Mon- I mean, it's possible Muncy's back next round. I think it's um, the Giants series to lose. I think it could be honestly. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. Dodgers, I think, probably have the most talent out of every any team in the in the majors. But the Giants have beaten the Dodge won L three series against the Giants in the post All Star break. Yeah, I, Giants are one of the most underrated teams in baseball. I don't know what, just perpetually. What? That's always how it's it seems of, to I don't be. think any. I mean, we've all underrated them because no one expected them to be good. Yeah, I mean, they were projected what seventy wins, sixties or seventy eight, eighty wins. Either way, I mean, they're yeah. benefiting. I mean, they're getting career years from Buster Posey. Evan Longoria, crazy, Brandon Evan, Belt yeah. has a has, has had Brandon a great Crawford's year. Brandon Crawford, finish top yeah. five MVP, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, and all these free agents they've signed have worked out. Um, Anthony Descalfani's had a good year. Kevin Gausman had a good year, although he fell off late. Um, I mean, Logan Webb has been ridiculous. Grabbing Chris Bryant, who's got that that also a vet with uh, championship pedigree to add to a team with a ton of championship pedigree, anyways. It's also just weird to think that Buster Posey having a career because he's already like a, a Hall of Famer having a career year this late. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I he did not play at all last year, but I think he probably um, all that rest from going from last year, and then they're only playing him roughly two ever, out of every three games. So I think that extra rest that he's getting is benefiting him in a big way. Probably, I mean, I I, I can see that definitely. Definitely being a key to his bounce back. Absolutely. And he's 37 years old, too. He's 37. Or not, maybe not that no old. He's way. like 34, 35. But, I mean, he's, he's 34. 34. Sorry. Okay. My bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's still, for a catcher, that's pretty old. Yeah. Um, Brewers, Braves, to me, I know you said that could be fun. I don't think it will. I think the Brewers are going to sweep them. 
I don't think I any. Don't I don't think the. I know the Braves' offense has been really good lately, despite it's at Rays. The Braves' offense has been really great lately, despite not having Acuna. I just don't know if that's going to keep up, especially against the best, probably, arguably, the best pitching staff in baseball. Yeah, I'm just not sure. With Milwaukee's loss of Devin Williams, I, I'm just. Mm. And plus, you nah. have Yelich hasn't had a. The Brewers' outfield hasn't been great this season, so I mean, yeah, they're getting a fresh slate, but. I think that's probably the most important thing is if if Yelich can bounce back, if Lorenzo Cain, Jackie Bradley, I mean, if they can have good postseasons, I think that's one thing that could really separate the Brewers. Yeah. So now why don't we... Before we have to right, go, quick. Yes, why don't, why don't we give our predictions for the World Series matchup? Yeah, I'll, all right, you will go first. Why don't you go first? I'll let you go I first. I'll let you first. You, you go ahead. Fine, even <laughs> though I told you to go first first. Uh, Giants, White Sox. Giants are winning. I think the White Sox could win that. I just don't. I just think the Giants are on just too much of a magical run. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that happening. Um, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go Astros, Dodgers. Oh, that would be fun. I, I just think that would be fun. I mean, they those are the two teams that have the most talent. Honestly, yeah. I so I, I, I think, granted, I think it would be really fun to see Giants Rays, but I really don't know that that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's just two very underrated teams. Neither one's in a big market. I just think that would be cool to see. Obviously, I don't, I don't know that it will happen, but I mean, um, I know, I'm from the future. I, <laughs> I've got, I've got it locked down. Giants are winning the World Series in seven games with a. Uh, Chris Bryant's MVP. Interesting pick. That's it. I know I'm biased. I love Chris. So, boom. That's it. I'm from the future. I know all. <laughs> if if you bet on this, uh, don't blame me. And it doesn't happen, don't blame me. It's your own fault for listening. <laughs> what, did you uh, drive a car 88 miles per hour and got transported to the future? I have been in the actual DeLorean. I think you were So there. have I, yeah. yeah. That was fun. No, actually, that was a replica of the one oh, used in the movie. I thought it was the, the real either way. I believe was really that was cool. a replica of the one used in the movie. Either way, that was really cool. Yeah, that we was at do, our, our high school had that. We can discuss that <laughs> at a different time. But for now, we have to take a break. We have to go off for this rest of the uh, inning, and we'll be back next week to talk recap the Division Series, as most of them will be over or not, if not close to over. So thank you for tuning in. Have a good one, and enjoy the postseason.